Welcome everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Como La Palmera, otherwise known as Like a Palm Tree. My name is Luisa Feliz. I am the creator of this podcast. I am also the speaker of this podcast and today I am going to be talking about a very very important topic which is pride. Um, first I just want to put this out there um, for the glory of God I was able to release my second book. This is my first book written in English. It's called More of You Less of Me and the book if you can guess by the title is more about humility and how we can detox from our own selves in 21 days. That's the concept of the book. It's very short. It's very to the point. But I discuss my personal lifelong lessons. I talk about my experiences. And obviously, it's all based through the word of God. Because if it's for our own selves, we would not seek to be humble. We would all seek to be haughty, to be known, to thrive, to shine. But if something God has taught me, in the few years that I have as being a Christian is that the more that we're able to just dwindle, that we're able to just be reduced to nothing, the more he's able to use us and the more he's able to deposit more of his spirit in our lives. And we can see the fruit of that. So that's the book, um, More of You, Less of Me. It is available on Amazon. Um, it's available paperback as well as Kindle. So if you have either of those devices or if you have either of those options the, that's out there, um, I want to say that that this topic on pride is a topic that I think a lot of us struggle with. Um, because really pride is when someone thinks highly of themselves more than they ought to. So if I have a concept of myself that I'm better than what I really am, then I am prideful. And a lot of people say they're not prideful But they are because they tend to always think of themselves. They tend to always think about how this is going to benefit me, how this is going to affect me, how this is going to. So when you're in that me, 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 then you can tell that there is a person who usually is prideful. So I would say that's pretty much everyone. Right. Um, and so. What are the symptoms of pride? I was looking today and, and I was reading, uh, just concluding the book of Galatians. I want to just read this verse where it says, um, Galatians chapter six, verse 14. It says, but as for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified to me through the cross and I to the world. I just want to take a second to talk about that verse because that verse has been sitting with me all day like that verse has been hitting my spirit I was like God speak to me now what are you trying to say to me about that verse and what I felt the spirit of God say to me is that the only thing we can boast about is our salvation through Jesus Christ that's our only thing we can boast about It doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO to the company that you work at. It, it doesn't matter if you are a beautiful young woman with an amazing body and curves to die for. It doesn't matter if you have a successful business. It doesn't matter if you're great in ministry. It doesn't matter if you have the perfect husband with the perfect kids and, you know, the white picket fence with the red beautiful door and Lassie sitting in the front yard. It doesn't matter 
what you have. It doesn't matter what you've accomplished. The only thing that we can really boast on is our salvation through Jesus Christ. And that's not even something we can boast on. It's something we boast through through what he's done for us. So it's not even something you do. It's something that's been done for us. Reason why is because all of these things are fleeting. I mean, I think we've all known of someone that was super rich and all of a sudden they had to file for bankruptcy. I'm sure we've all heard of someone that had the perfect marriage and unfortunately now they're filing for their second divorce. I mean, we've all seen people go through some really hard stages in their lives. And the truth in the matter is that pride is not when bad things happen to people. Pride is when you think that your blessings are because of your hard work or your blessings are because of what you can do or that nothing bad can happen to you. That's a prideful, sinful nature. Everyone's going to go through hardships. Everyone's going to go through, through difficult things. But the most important thing is to never think of yourself as better than anyone else. I want to talk a little bit about what pride does. So usually pride, this feeling of feeling better than everyone or feeling better about yourself than what you really should. Usually what happens is you tend to be comparing yourself. Te estás comparando todo el tiempo con las demás personas. You're always thinking that you're better than other people. And usually people that are prideful will compare themselves to other people just because that person is going through a rough stage in their lives. Another thing that you can see when someone is prideful is that the person is never happy for other people. If you're never happy for your fellow brothers and sisters, if I can never say, man, you look beautiful today, or I'm so excited for your success, or I'm so excited because you have the business, or I'm so excited because of everything that you're like, if you can never be happy for other people, that is a sign of pride and jealousy, and it's not pleasing to God. People that want to make everything about themselves, they tend to have a prideful attitude. Talking about other people, about their kids, about their marriages, about their finances, about their ministry, about you know their jobs, whatever it is, that's also a prideful attitude. So it is important for us to look at this and say, where am I in my, in my journey? Am I... A prideful person and and whether you are a Christian or you're not a Christian or you're exploring or you're finding out or you're you're just kind of I, I don't know where you are in your walk right now with God but I want to say something to you that's so fundamental and that can be applied to everybody people that are humble are always well received always people that are prideful usually when the fall happens, because the fall always happens, pride comes before the fall. Those are the people that people never have any type of empathy for. Because prideful people are people that believe that they are better and they're not afraid of showing that. You know, over the weekend, I came to this conclusion. I Someone that it just came to my attention that someone that I thought was really firm in the faith has decided to depart. And I'm not saying this to shame the person. I'm not saying this because I feel better than the person. But this is a person that I personally saw as a person with a lot of conviction. I didn't think that this this would ever happen in a million years that I ever think that this would happen. And it did. And I was saddened 
But I also, I also understood that God has a plan and a purpose and that God is going to eventually find, help this person find their way back. Now, why do I say this? Because a lot of the times we have expectations from people. And that's when I felt the Holy Spirit say, you don't know other people's heart. Only I know the heart. You can think that you know someone, but you don't know that person. And just because you may see, for example, that a pastor has his wife or a, 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 you know, a leader has their, their family, not everyone has the same conviction. Not everyone has the same conviction. Everyone has a different conviction and it all depends on where you are in your life. What am I trying to say? Pride never, ever produces anything good. It causes division in the church. It causes friction in the church. It causes discord in the church. And that's one of the main reasons why we don't see the Holy Spirit manifest itself as it used to do in the days of Pentecost. You don't see that anymore. You, don't, you hardly see it anymore because there isn't unity. That's why Jesus in the book of John chapter 17, when he was praying in the garden, right before that moment of crucifixion, he went before the father and he said, father, let them be one just as you and I are one. I I mean, I want to pray that they have unity because if they're united, then we'll be able to really show that you, that we are, that they are of me because the world isn't united. Everyone is thinking of themselves. And so that's what I want to lay on everyone's heart today. We need to have a unified church and unity starts first and foremost with having unity with God and having unity with the church, with everyone around you. I will say that we are human, that we all have thoughts, that we don't all share the same beliefs, but it is important that we have some sort of conviction that the church should be a place of restoration. It shouldn't be a place of judgment. When someone comes back to the church, what is our attitude? Is it to restore and repair or is it to judge and condemn? What's the attitude? And I thought of this and I said, Lord, please allow us to go back to our original roots. You said in your word that We are your body, that we're your representatives here on earth, that the Holy Spirit is in the church. We have the Holy Spirit and the church is in a physical building. The church is everyone who has received Christ. You now have the power of God abiding in you. And it's not just for you to do anything other than bear fruit because your salvation will be evident A lot of people say that it's not by works, but if you have no works then you have no faith. So I need, we need to start looking at that. The fruit of the spirit is something that's very pronounced in the book of Galatians. It talks about it. We we really need to go back to that. I want to say this, you know, when I look at successful men and women In business, I look at Steve Jobs and I see how Steve Jobs was able to build Apple. And when he was building Apple, he was so dedicated that everyone knew who Steve Jobs was because he wore the same outfit. First and foremost, everyone knows that face, right? But it's is he wore the same outfit because he was so dedicated to his craft. He didn't want to waste any time 
thinking about what he was going to wear. He had all the money in the world, but he wasn't thinking about the money. The money was just an extra supplement. He was so busy investing. He was so busy looking at how he can better a product that he was was just dedicated to it and and personally as someone who has who has an apple consumer because my phone is is apple you know i have my computers at whatever as someone who has purchased with apple i can happily say that i would save up and purchase from them because not only is the product good but the customer service the servanthood they they know what they're doing and a lot of people that are after money will never understand the concept of serving, will never understand the concept of humility, will never understand the, the, the custom of really helping and going above and, and, and beyond your means. That's something that I want to share. Chick-fil-A is also another prime example. I mean, I love that, that restaurant, not only because the food is amazing, but the quality, the customer service. I've never had a bad experience. I've never gone into a Chick-fil-A and it'd be dirty, at least the one I've gone to. And, and the best part is that they have a servanthood attitude. My pleasure. Anytime you're going to purchase something from them, it's their pleasure to serve you. And that is teaching a culture where it's non-existent. We are in a culture where we're not seeing that anymore. People that are re- revolutionizing the, the, the industry that are understanding the value of customer service are the ones that are profiting out of this. But this is a secret. I've known of businesses that have performed amazing services. I know of, of, of personal businesses. They do amazing services, but because of their customer service, I personally haven't gone back. Because to me, it's not so much about your service and how good you do it. Yes, that's important. But if I'm going to come to your store, to your establishment, you're going to treat me like, like crap and you're not going to have any sort of, of um, respect or you're not going to have any sort of appreciativeness towards me for coming to your establishment and, and, and choosing you and coming and, and, and just choosing you to be that person to, to provide a service, whatever it is, or purchase something then I don't think I want to be a part of that because I would be sending you a message that it's okay, that what you're doing is okay. It's not. Can I be honest? When I was younger, my dad and my mom, more my dad, he taught me so much the value of how to treat other people. And because of the fact that I had, I was, that was installed in me on how to be educated, how to be, treat other people with respect, how to be courteous, that's gotten me to where I am in life right now. I mean, I've gotten jobs that other people had experience in, but because they saw how courteous I was, they saw how nice I was, they were like, we want that. We want what you have. And I'm not trying to boast of myself. I'm not trying to be prideful with what I'm saying, but I'm just saying that it pays to be nice. It's better to be kind. It's better to be servanthood. It's it's better to be more humble than it is to be pride and and haughty and, and, and to think of yourself highly than what you should. We are living in a time right now where we need to make a difference. And we need to make a difference not only in our communities, but we need to also make a difference in our church. We need to make a difference everywhere we go and have a servanthood-like attitude. Not only do what can I can I be this person, but I can also support my fellow brothers and sisters. It saddens me. 
It saddens me how there's so many people out there doing amazing things and no one ever, ever has anything nice to say, ever. How do you, how do you reconcile that? If I see that you're doing something good, why wouldn't I say anything? If I see that you're being successful at something, why wouldn't I support you? The truth in the matter is that a prideful attitude is something that we all struggle with. And that's the reason why we have to take it to the cross every single day. And we have to tell God, God, please remind me of how how fragile I am. Please remind me, God, that nothing that I have here is because of my good work or because of my efforts, if not because you've blessed me, you've opened up the doors. Because that's another thing. A lot of people talk about, well, it's important to work. Yeah, it's important to work. But the favor of God is the only thing that will make something happen for you. Can I, can you see what I'm saying? Like you can have, you can work as hard as you can. And I've been there before without, I remember I've worked hard for so many things, but I didn't have God in my life and I didn't have the favor of God. But when you have the favor of God and you have the work ethic, believe me, God will open up those doors. So that's the reason why we always have to give glory to God always in everything everything. Give glory to God. He, he gets it. He belongs. It it belongs to him. Don't steal something that doesn't belong to you. Remember what you used to pray for. Remember when you didn't have it. Remember when you were starving for it. Remember when you started, remember those days, because those days will help you be humble. And always remember that whether you have something now and you don't have it tomorrow, remember that life is, is filled with situations. And I can't tell you if it's, a, you know, a temptation or if it's a consequence or if it's, you know, a, a trial that you're going through. It's just so different for everyone. It just really depends. But I will say this, that the one thing that we can always, always boast in, always, because it doesn't change, is the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and I. The King of King and Lord of Lords decide that it was a good idea to come down from his throne of glory and live a life as a servant to serve man. I know a lot of people, a lot of men, human beings that have wanted to be gods and wanted to be kings, but I don't know of many that want to be a servant. And so when you look at the gospel, The gospel says it, you have it wrong. Unless you are a servant, you won't be able to come into where I'm going because in my kingdom, we're no no one, I am the king and, and I have servants. Jesus is the king and we're his servants. And we have to act like that here on earth. Where do you want me, God? That's the question you got to ask yourself. Am I, am I being haughty? Am I, am I having a sinful attitude? Do I only want the stage? Do I only want the microphone? Do I only want the credit? Do I only want the glory? Or am I okay working behind the stage? Am I okay chopping up onions and, and, and cutting up cilantro? Am I okay doing the, the insignificant jobs, cleaning toilets? What if, am I okay with doing the little classes for, for the kids and, and, participating and helping other people build a, build a, their ministry. Am I okay with it? Because if I don't see the same honor in doing it, then I have to have a heart check. 
it scares me. It really scares me because I feel like right now we're living in a time where everyone wants a ministry, but no one wants Jesus. No one wants the attitude of Jesus. And Jesus never came here for ministry. He came here for a purpose. His ministry was to restore, restore and repair. His ministry was to teach us. His ministry was to, to tell us. And, and, and God is so faithful in his word that he's saying, if you just listen to what I have to say, I promise you that I can bless you. If, if you can just listen to that. So there's so many things on my heart with this topic. And, and, I, and I feel like I've covered some of it. But this is the, the end result. This is the conclusion. This is the conclusion. We have, to be, we have to be humble enough to recognize that we don't have it all together. That if we have a great family, friends, finances, it's because God has been good. But the day that we don't have it, I'm also good. And I'm not going to depend on anyone or anything else to be happy and to be thriveful and to have the joy. Because the joy of my salvation, that's my strength. I have to remember that salvation is what I need. That's the only thing I can be happy in. I'm happy for my husband. I'm happy that I have my son. I'm happy that I have my job. I'm happy for the fact that I'm able to work in the ministry. I'm happy that I'm able to do this. But overall, if everything is taken away from me, I would be okay with that. I don't need it. It doesn't define me. I don't need it to to co- to exist. I don't need it to to be satisfied with my life. I just need Jesus. Because I know where I come from. And I know that anything nothing that I have today has been because I deserve it or because I've worked hard for it. It's been because he's been good enough to give it to me. So today that's my message to everybody out there. Let's encourage one another, guys. Let's let's show the love of, of God to our fellow co-workers, to our families, to our friends. Let's show them that, that there is a God that we love, that we, we love people. We love the church. We love restoring other people. We, we are called to help. We are called to be the salt. We are called to be the light. And I know we're not perfect. No one's perfect, but we are called to do this and we are called to be different. And I pray at this hour that this message will resonate in your heart and that you'll look at this and say, yes, I want to be different. Yes, I want to go forward. Yes, I want to be I want to be that person that is going to glorify God in everything that I do. I pray that this message finds you well. I pray that there was an impartation in your spirit. I pray that the Holy Spirit touched something in you. And I also pray at this hour that if you are struggling with this, go to the cross, go to Jesus, pray about it, be honest to him. Tell him, God, I want to surrender this attitude because I want to be different for you. And don't forget to check out the book on Amazon. More of You, Less of Me, a 21-day devotional to detox from self by myself called Luis, by Luisa Feliz. I'm the writer. Thank, I thank God for the, for the opportunity of writing it. Maybe I needed it more than everyone else. I pray that this message finds you well. I hope you all have a blessed day. God bless. Bye-bye.